Good morning, friends. Whatever time it is in your day, welcome to the conversation. I am excited today to share with you the things that I heard and that I learned. And I hope that you leave with something you can use. So I'm going to suggest make today a great day because you can do that. Now let's talk. Good morning, friends. Thank you for coming back. I was in study one day and um, the word mantle came to mind. Mantle, M-A-N-T-L-E. And when it came to mind, I remembered two occasions, and and there were probably more, but I remember two occasions very vividly where I was told People don't really know you. Or people don't really know who you are. I don't really know you. Somebody said that to me once. I'm sure I didn't fully understand what they meant, obviously. But that was many years ago, many, many years ago. And several years after that, I remember a woman of God saying to me, God said there is a mantle that you carry and he wants it. Well, in my understanding, I thought the mantle was some glorious mandate that God had put on my life. You know, you, I want you to sing. You're my psalmist. And, and I was excited about it. And, I, and I, I thought God had graced me with something or anointed me with something to do. And I wanted to give it to him. I want him to have it all. Oh, yes, God, you can use anything that you've placed in me. I want you to use it all. Have it all, Father. I want to give it to you. What is it that you want? I remember I remember saying that to him. <laughs> I had heard the word in the Bible. And in the Bible, it referenced uh, some covering that a mighty man or woman of God had on their life, something God wanted them to do, something that was specific to them and their life. And I thought, oh my, yes, to be wanted by God like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in this particular day, today, <laughs> when I read the definition of mantle, Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines it in the transitive verb form to cloak, to cover, or to disguise. Friends, when I read the word disguise, my jaw dropped. To disguise? What? I was in disguise and I didn't even realize it. But how did it get there? Where did it come from? This disguise I was wearing. And if I was in disguise and I didn't even realize it, then I really didn't know myself. So, of course, I went to God about that. Lord, show me what you're saying. Help me to understand. And so I remember several years back after being told that, you know, God had a mantle. I mean, there was a mantle on me that God wanted I remember crying out to God and asking him to help a certain person see me and know me. This was a person that I absolutely adore, and I just wanted a a relationship with this person. I wanted wanted a, a strong relationship with this person, but every time we tried to build a relationship, people would just crop up seemingly out of nowhere with all of this stuff, and it was always something in the way 
But I love this woman of God, and I wanted this this close relationship with her, and I would pray to God, Lord, please show her who I am. Show her, show her, help her see me. Help her to know me. And I didn't realize it until today when this all comes back up is what I was really saying without even realizing it was show her the person I want to be. All these all these people would crop up out of nowhere, you know, and they would come with all of these things they knew about me or things they thought they knew about me. And they would present her with these things, and it was just so overwhelming to me, and it was so heartbreaking because some of the things were true. Some of the things were misunderstandings about who I am, and some of them were just flat-out lies. But I wanted so desperately for her to know me, and I fought, y'all, I fought tooth and nail to try to be anti whatever they thought whatever they said I was they would tell her one thing I would try so hard in myself though to show her something different and that struggle and believe me it was a struggle and it was exhausting it was exhausting and I've come to learn that being in that place where you are cloaked or covered and not even aware of it The enemy will stop at nothing to surround you with people, engulf you in circumstances, and even bombard you with situations that will steer you into taking on his identity. As long as we don't know who we are, we don't know our strengths, our weaknesses, our likes, our dislikes, etc., and we unknowingly at times seek for someone to identify with or we look for people to define us or that we can, like I said, identify with. I'm like her or like him or that's where I get that from. And Well, sometimes that's where the enemy comes in and presents his characteristics for us to identify with. For some people, though, the characteristics of the enemy, our enemy, Christ's enemy, Satan, they don't stick, or not all of them anyway. Some people take on his character and they settle into it and they're comfortable there, while some people struggle because that's not who they really are, whatever that characteristic may be. So it's like, have you ever met a person who lies all the time? about the simplest and most insignificant things. But they are bothered when people lie to them or when they see someone else in a lie. They're confused. (laughs) They don't know who they are. And a liar is not the person they want to be. Okay? So how do you come to be in a state of having no identity? Well, I know for sure one way is being a people pleaser. That was a big thing in my life. I sought to please people, all people, parents, family, friends, church members, teachers, etc. It didn't matter. Strangers, it didn't matter. Not so much to gain a relationship with them, but just for validation. Needed 
somebody to tell me I was good. And I got air quotes around good. Someone to confirm my value. So obviously somewhere along my life, my sense of self-worth was diminished. And no matter how much I did, getting straight A's, excelling in band and choir and being a cheerleader and on the track team and volunteering in the community and mentoring at the elementary school, none of it worked because that need for validation, that hunger for somebody to tell me or make me feel valuable, that was insatiable. It was unsatisfiable. The only way out of this place of desolation, this anguish, misery, or loneliness, the only way is Christ. He is the only way. And the only way in to our identity. So I kept coming to Christ and I continued to come to him. I, I still come to him, especially when I see a characteristic in me that I don't like or that I don't think he would like. I tell him about it. I tell him what it is. And I ask him to help me, help me let it go. And he will as long as I'm willing to let it go. So when he takes away something that's not like him, as I'm willing to let it go, he'll replace it with something that is like him or a characteristic that is his. Now, there are two amazing things that happen in this exchange. One thing is I'm being formed into the image of Christ, which is what God wants. The other thing is my vision becomes clearer and I can see more of who I am. My identity is being revealed to me and to people around me. And that means I don't have to try to be somebody or try to be who anyone else thinks I should be. All I have to do is get to know Jesus. He'll change me into his image and I can just be and that is so much freedom. It is so much freedom in that. So much rest, peace, and joy. I did mention that God wanted us to be formed into the image of Christ. And you can find that in the Holy Bible in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. And also in Romans 8 and 29. And friends, I just want to encourage you until our next conversation. Make every day a great day. Do they